live and local. It's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Taking you up to 2 p.m., the bad boys of the midday. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. That's why I'm the bad boy of media. 916-339-1140 if you want to be a part of the conversation. So Kevin Herter goes down last night within the first five seconds, if that. Does not return to the game, which I thought was a little bit surprised. You just never know with ankle sprains, right? And I actually didn't even see from the view that I had one of the other Kings. I don't know. It was a, a group of Harrison Barnes and all of them together. I know Kevin Herter rolled it. I couldn't tell if he went in or out with the roll. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it was the normal outer roll. I have a buddy back in the day. He did the inner. He said, that's terrible. Yeah. I couldn't tell. I'm just assuming it's the normal outer, outer roll. And let's just assume, you know, this is a guy in Kevin Herter who would just got back into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So there might have been a question mark anyway. We never know because he didn't play. So assuming that he can't go, you've seen Chris Duarte. You've brought Kevin Herter back in the lineup. Who are you running out there in Philly yeah. tomorrow night? If Because that would be a situation where you might want to go Kevin Herter because mm-hmm. it's national televised. All right, Kevin has been in this situation before. Yeah. Let's just let's just go with what we know. If Kevin can't go, is it now just the second version of that? Let's go with Chris Duarte because we know more of that. I could say yes, and I think in my heart I, I want to say yes, but let's have some fun because I was thinking about this yesterday. Okay, what do you think about because of the style of play in which he in which he he plays? What do you think about Keegan Murray as a two guard? In a, in a just really big lineup of De'Aaron, Keegan, HB, and then you throw Trey Lyles into the starting lineup instead of trying to do this ring around the rosy of, okay, we're going to play Chris Duarte, but we're probably not going to like what we get from Duarte, so we're only going to play Duarte right. ten the minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. the 13 minutes that he's in in the first rotation and then in the second half rotation as well. That just doesn't seem productive to me. I don't know. Like, if, if Kevin's out and you already are in a, a position where, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe it's time to to get a little weird. And, you know, yesterday you asked, can you put Malik and Trey Lyles in the starting lineup? Probably not because the bench needs at the very least one of them. Well, you can keep Malik off the bench and, uh, you know, you, you then also possibly eliminate a problem that's been really big for this Kings team, and that is big teams, teams with size and length, which – Philly definitely categorizes as one of those teams. I don't know, because Keegan, you know, he's he's already somebody who's guarding other teams' best guards or or, or forwards, but if, if uh, you know, you're not going to put Duarte out there, I would think you're probably going to put Keegan on the other team's opposing guard. And then offensively, I mean, yes, he's not a traditional guard in the sense of he's not going to have the ball in his hands. You really don't want him initiating offense uh, unless it's him in a Sabonis pick and roll. But for the most part in that lineup anyway, it's going to be De'Aaron and Domas with the ball in his hand. So I don't think it's the craziest thing. And uh, if we want to get weird, I, I feel like there's there's uh, there's worse things you can do than maybe throwing out that big lineup. If Ty- if if De'Aaron is going to guard Tyrese anyway, they're running, they're running Kelly Oubre at the two. Oh, boy. So they're running Kelly Oubre at the two 
They got Nicholas Batum, and then they got Tobias Harris. They so, got Batum. That's where Nicholas Batum is that's, these days. That's who he played for. Who he for. played for, yes. I definitely would have Wasn't he that in wrong. the Harden trade? That was the last Probably. time I heard about Probably. him. Probably. 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 Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. So you have Keegan checking Kelly, and I would say Kelly Oubre's had a bit of a resurgence this season, sure. but he's had the resurgence in that 3A. 3B role, right? So I don't I don't mind Keegan on Kelly Oubre at all. And then after that, we know we're all just praying about the Joel Embiid situation. Yeah. So you would have Sabonis on Embiid. Yep. Okay. And then you would also have Harrison Barnes on Tobias Harris. Yep. Fine, fair yeah. enough. And then yeah, you would Nick have Batum's a little clunkier. Trey a little Lyles bit older. on yeah, or maybe you go maybe you go Harrison Barnes on Batum. Go go Trey Lyles on Tobias Harris. That's the beauty of that lineup, though, is you can do whatever you whatever you can put, is working, I think you can yeah. put, you know, you know, it'd be you could do worse things than having HB on Ubre and having Keegan on on Tobias Harris. I, I think that there's a lot of versatility with that lineup. I don't know if Mike Brown would ever actually do it, but just kind of the the style of play in which Keegan plays, I don't think it would be the craziest thing to say, hey, we want you to kind of just play that Kevin Herter role where Mm -hmm. we're not really asking you to put the ball in the deck as much, though it's been really good to see Keegan take those two-point attempts as they come, Mm -hmm. just really have Keegan fly around and shoot threes. Yeah, I think that could definitely work. Do I think they would do it? Probably not. No. Like I said, no. yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's probably going to be Duarte. <laughs> it's going to be Duarte, but in in this, you know, we can have some fun here and see if anything else makes sense. I like Trey Lyles right there. I think that a lot of people switch anyway, so Keegan is going to have to guard Tyrese anyway, probably. Right, and a lot of people. Yeah. I think that is the most versatile lineup, maybe offensively and. Maybe not defensively, but you need something offensively. You can't have team all clamps and nobody can make a shot. So I think that that would definitely work. Also looking at a – look, the way they're playing JTA so much, you never know. There's not going to happen. You sure don't. You keep running JTA (laughs) out there. Who would have thought he would have played as much as he played the other day? Not me. Just anyone but Malik Monk. Anyone but Malik Monk. And, you know, that's somebody – and Coach Mike Brown, who who's sticking to his guns. Are you completely against? So earlier on the show, when we talked about our sack chat uh, power user, Beamer Beams or Beamly, it sounded like you weren't against Alex Lent in the starting lineup per se, or you just weren't against two bigs, but you would rather that two bigs be yeah. Trey Lyles. Yeah, I mean. But I'd... that's a small ball lineup, though. It's a two bigs. Oh, it's a random two bigs, small ball lineup. I guess. I mean, it's if you would say the Kings normally run a small ball lineup, then I mean, I guess I would say that it's a continue. It's it's a little bit bigger, but yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't become you yeah. have two bigs out there. Like if you have HB out there, it's the same. It's thing, still yeah. probably a small ball lineup in which you're. And if anything, I think you're more traditional with Trey at the four because Trey to me is a little bit more of your. Paul Millsap. No, 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 he is, but we've talked about, and we've seen Trey Lyles be the backup center at some point in time. Harrison Barnes would never be that. That's the only reason I say more of a small ball, too big lineup. Yeah, Sure, yeah, and I really, I mean, I'm about as opposed to Alex being in the starting lineup as you can be. It's just, I will acknowledge that there's some lineups that you can, or some matchups that Mm -hmm. make a little bit of sense. Like, even tonight, I guess you could argue like 
Donis Sabonis guarding Joel Embiid does not does not excite me. It doesn't mm. make me uh, feel like Joel's going to have a tough time, and at least you could argue throw Alex out there, even if he doesn't do well. Foul him, make Foul it hard him, for him. Just go like, back just, to the original game yeah, plan. Yeah, and then you go back to the original game plan. So there's at least a logic for it, but at the end of the day, I I probably don't see Alex Len in the starting lineup changing the results much. Yeah, and but the thing about Alex, the reason yeah, could. I, mean, I wouldn't you know. do that against McGee is because you just don't know what he's going to do offensively. Uh, he was trying to cook last no, night. No, thanks. And it was a traveling oh, call. Thanks. That's no, one thanks. way to describe it. I'm he was good. trying to do something. 916-339-1140. Let's get out to TC. Who wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, TC? You're on Styles and Watkins. You know what it is. What you got for us? Yes, sir. Styles Watkins. What's going on? Not too much. What you got? Man, just just tapping in right now, man. So check it out. It's a it's a few things. I'm I'm kind of in. Well, not really kind of in. I'm kind of in on the whole Alex Lynn in the starting lineup because I kind of like that situation. The only thing is you got to think about mm-hmm. is the stretch four situation with Sabonis bumping down to the four and those guys trying to guard the wings and the stretch fours. But I don't know. I think it'll work out. But I'm I'm not opposed to it. And as far as the Siakam BS, bro, I'm over that dude, bro. Like, let him go wherever he's going. Like, unless Missouri want to give us a, a super deal, then yeah. But then when I start thinking about the numbers and signing him to, like, a $40, $50 million contract when he's already, what is he, 30 right now? Do we really want to be paying this dude, like, 32, 33 years old, like, $50 million a year? We're Fact. capped out. Yep. We might not bring Monk back. Like, I'm out on Siakam. Like, yeah. I, the deal – the deal to me is like Kuzma or like a move like Dorian Finch-Smith and like making multiple moves. Yep. Like as far as Siakam, bro, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Siakam. Me personally, I'm out. Yeah. I'm right there with Thanks you, for the TC. call, TC. I think we're all out at this point in time. And if you are just now checking in, thanks for checking in. If you've been listening, thanks for rocking with us. Sam Amick of The Athletic was on the morning show with Jason Ross and said that it was not about the market size but there was something within the makeup of the Kings that didn't excite him. And Chris and I have guessed that it's the fact that you already have two legit scores and two guys that have the ball in their hands yeah. a lot. And the big three, it's hard to make a big three work. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you really need three unique pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. In G- Golden State, you had Steph, point guard, and you know, hybrid point guard, if you will. He runs around a lot. Clay Thompson, straight up, straight up shooter. Yeah. Okay. Draymond but Green. But defended on the other end. But defended well. on the other end. Facilitator. Then when they had KD, if you want to, I guess, bump Clay out of there, you still had Draymond doing his thing. You had Steph and KD just an ultimate bucket along for in the Heat, Miami. Okay. You had the shooting guard with. With Dwayne Wade, you had the Ford, and Chris Bosh, who was cool chilling. Yeah. Somebody also has to be cool chilling. That's the biggest part. And then you had LeBron, who was just the do-it-all, the real Swiss Army knife yeah. in LeBron. So these big threes, there's a reason a lot of times they don't work unless it's constructed organically. Yes. You have, I mean, look at Phoenix right now. Look at Phoenix. It's a complete mess. And then you have a, a organic, and I don't know if people would even call it a big three, with Jokic, Jamal Murray, and I guess... I don't know if we're putting Pick whichever one you whoever want. you want that Porter third Jr. to be, Gordon, but they yeah. all do different things. Now, when you get to the Clippers, 
They have two guys that do similar things in Kawhi and Paul George, but they're just so good that it just doesn't matter. Right. If they end up making it work and it figure and figuring it out, which they have not done yet. They so this right. big three thing, it's easy to say you'll figure it out, but a lot of times they don't, or a lot of times you might underachieve. So I'm out on Pascal. Yeah. I'm out. No, I mean, you're right. It, it requires a, a large amount of sacrifice from all the parties involved. And I think – you know, funny enough, I, I think that if Pascal were to come to the Kings, the situation that it would be most similar to is in a weird way that Heedle's situation mm-hmm. where, like you said, Chris Bosh had to take a major, major step back and just really say, look, I can do all of these things, but my role really is to stretch the floor, get rebounds, and defend big men and be the only big out there. And I think if you're looking at how, Sabo- how Siakam's talking right now, if I had to guess, I would say Sabonis is probably going to have to be the one that would take that back seat. Yes. He's kind of the most passive anyway, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to just him being a great facilitator. I would imagine his scoring load would probably take a step back. And We're he'd be him cool with it. He'd be cool with it. He'd be fine. But then again, it also starts to bring up, I mean, people are already upset with Sabonis not being aggressive enough in the playoffs and not imprinting himself enough in, in big game situations or against the best opponents. Well, if you throw Siakam in there, then then I mean, then you're going to see Sabonis be super passive, and mm-hmm. it's going to also be it's just a big adjustment period. So I, I think it would take the most amount of role settling if uh, if Pascal comes to the Kings, and that's why I just I don't think that it's a really good in season move. I think uh, I think it would just require too much of a shakeup, and really it would take this team to me and probably have to start. Not from square one, but it, it would have to be pretty pretty close to resetting the entire offense to make Pascal fit. Styles and Watkins, got to get to a break when we get back and continue the conversation about All-Stars and Sasha Vizankov. Why can't he get off the bench? Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. We talked a little bit of All-Star. We got more to talk about, but we see you on the text line. We're all so curious from the 916 on the Folsom Lake Honda text line, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop, 916-339-1140. Yeah, there was one guy, right? Was that correct? One guy who didn't play last night? Let me uh, let me double check, but I believe so. Um, we know he. it's just a matter of who else didn't play because Sasha did not play. Yes. It's just a matter of was he the only person. Pretty sure I saw a Colby Jones sighting. Colby well, Jones, Jones got in early. Yeah, yeah, yeah Colby Jones was, was doing some things. And, man, he is a dog on defense. I yeah. love watching him play defense. There's something Colby there. Man. He's not bad. Thank you very much, He's Kyle. Really yes, there's definitely something there. And, yeah, Sasha yeah, Sasha, only one DNPCD. And, yes, Davion Mitchell got the five. Yep. So JaVale got five. Yep. Yep, so they even got the cleanup crew and Sasha Vizankov. Only player not. on both teams that didn't get in. That's not great. It's not great. It's not great. Do you think something's going on? Um, He's 29. Can expectations and reality and, you know, we talk about the tra- we were talking about the transfer portal earlier yeah. and how you could, back in the day, you could promise someone a bunch of things and – 
they're probably going to end up being too lazy or not wanting to sit out that year, and they're going to stay and they're going to pout. But, you know, we're going to figure out what happens once right. you get here. And is there a situation or is there a reality where Sasha Vizankov, things aren't working out and there could be, I don't want to say a riff, but I guess that's really the only thing to say. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's I, weird. It feels, I don't want to say it feels personal, but it does feel like, maybe Sasha's style of play is just not Mike Brown's cup of tea because mm -hmm. this is getting to the point now where it's like, you, again, you, you when you're searching the other day in Detroit, you, you don't even look Sasha's way. And then last night in a blowout to me, I mean, to me, if you're, if you're not getting in, in a blowout situation, that's when I don't know if a message is being sent, but you're not playing because we saw this with Davion Mitchell too. Yeah. Remember Davion it, he, when he got benched for Keon Ellis, it was, Oh, we're not seeing Davion at all. Like, mm -hmm. even in these games where Jordan Ford, Colby Jones are checking in, Davion's not one of those yeah. guys. They're signing dudes to put them in the game <laughs> instead. They're signing two-way deals on the bench. Ten and days. Getting, ten days on the bench and getting these dudes. Yeah. Juan Toscano Anderson yeah. was not on, was released, was mm -hmm. waived, and came back and yeah. has played more minutes yeah. than Sasha Vizankov in the 916. The actual text was just curious, is Sasha in the doghouse with Coach? Hasn't gotten any yeah. play in the last two games, which were blowouts. Yeah, I, I, it has to be something yeah. like that. Well, and it's tough, too, because what's the, what's the game script that's going to lead to Sasha being the one that Mike Browns turns to? Like, if they're not hitting shots – Ideally, that would be where Sasha's going to come in, but also I could see Mike Brown saying the rhythm defense too. Yeah. It's well, like that's true. You, you might be able to, yeah, we're not hitting things, but also the problem is we're not getting stops. And you know, again, I asked you yesterday, we have not seen Sasha Sasha Vizankov play terrible defense. He mm -hmm. has been every time we have seen him, it's at least been passable. It's at least not been such a huge better clear than Jordan black Poole. hole that this is where and you know, teams were starting to attack him a little bit, but he was holding his own for the most part. I I I don't know. I think that this definitely has something to do. It might be politics, it might be something again, smells. There there might something be something stinks. like uh you know, they plan to play him but they kind of need to to figure out or, or showcase, you know, maybe after Harrison Barnes is gone, Sasha's, uh, you know, Sasha's playing uh, is, is is just more available. Who knows? It, it, to me, has to be political at this point. I don't know if it's Mike Brown straight up doesn't like him. I don't know if he doesn't think he can help the team. I don't know if this has to do with, yeah, like you said, Sasha's already locked up. He's here. He's in the building. We just won't play him now. And when we really need him at the end of the year, like they did with Alex Len. That's when we'll unleash him. I don't know what's going on. I don't think there's been any indication to what's going on. But to me, I mean, I think Sasha can help this team. But at the same time, I don't feel like Sasha is is going to be somebody who unlocks something in this offense unless he does really just come in and consistently knock down multiple threes every single game, which, yes, Sasha does take a lot, but – if we're being honest, even when he's been in, he's been super streaky because of his shot selection. He really doesn't take good shots I from the perimeter. But, he's a great but, cutter. But that's the question, right? And maybe the next time, if they get back from this trip, maybe the next time we're in pregame, the question is, have there been any conversations when Sasha and, you know, and I'm as I get into these pregames, right, a lot of times guys will ask a question I was going to ask and, and you try to figure out how detailed you want it to be because there's only a certain amount of time. But the question I would ask Coach Mike Brown is 
when Sasha gets into the game, they always say, Coach Mike Brown, we've said Sasha listens to Coach Mike Brown the most because he says if you're open, shoot it. A lot of times Sasha is open. I don't think he takes crazy yeah. shots all the time. They're just quick. Yeah. So is he has he taken it too literally? Have you had a conversation yeah. with Sasha to say, hey, maybe not so early in the yeah. shot clock, and he's still doing it? Yeah. What is he not doing what you're asking him to do? Even Be- then, I'd say he's taking a step back. And that like I think you're right. I think like when he first came in, it was Sasha's touching the ball, and it's up yeah. within half a second. Yes. Yeah, and I think he has been a little bit more patient. I just, I, I, which is weird because again, it feels like maybe that conversation did happen, and he did listen because there have been less. Oh my gosh, Sasha's just take. He's been in for three minutes and has taken three threes already. We haven't really seen that even when he was playing there. Yeah, it, it is bizarre what's happening, and to me. The biggest thing that I would say is an indictment on the situation is I remember earlier on in the season when I guess Davion was in some type of doghouse, right? And he didn't get in. I said, Chris, you think Davion gets in here? The Kings were blowing out. It was a blowout either way. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, you know, it's a kind of a respect thing like Davion. Yeah, maybe not, right? And Sasha... He doesn't have that same cachet. Mm-hmm. He's still trying to – he should he be – He just needs experience, Coach really. Mike yeah, Brown should be trying to put him in any situation where mm-hmm. he feels comfortable. And on top of that, he's a shooter. So whenever he does get in, it reminds me a lot, to be honest, when you're trying to get – when you're trying to earn your way and you kept – the only way you get into a lineup in baseball is pinch hitting. And pinch hitting, it's cold. The game is already over. My hands are freezing, and the, the, their closer is in, getting his work in, and now the coach is going to say, hey, you better get yeah, a hit yeah, here. get off the bench. And, right, yeah, you better get, get a hit here, or you know, you're not going to play again. So Sasha's going to come in, and whenever he takes that first shot, if it doesn't go in, now you're dealing with the yips. Now you're yep. dealing with the mental aspect. I don't know where they go from here, but it's clearly been a miss. I'm thinking about his trade value. That's where I'm at with this because – I, if you're not going to let a shooter get in in a blowout to get that rhythm right, just in case one of your shooters sure. are cold, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. What and, and and even practicing defensively, what better team to practice on? One of the worst teams right. in the league. Right. All right, got to get to a break. We see you, Willie. We see you, Emmy. We'll get fast. to you. Styles and Watkins, got to get to a break. We're talking more of the curious case of Sasha Vizankov and the Kings. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Live and local, it's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. You know, we're talking about Sasha Vazankov, and he can't get off the bench uh-huh. lately. But the Kings, they're playing well. So That's should it matter? Yeah. Should it matter? That's the other thing. Let's see here. Well, if he's switching up everybody else, it's just I think it's that's where the question comes from. It's like if JTA's getting in. That's that's true. So they success. the Kings have won one, two, three, four, five. They won five of their last six. Come on. And we're talking about a guy who isn't able to get on the court, but that's also because he's a Euro League MVP. Yep. He is somebody that we've seen flashes from, but just not enough. We've got that Costco free sample, but we haven't really seen him actually play. And as humans, we are curious and we want to see, wow, if 
We have word that, you know, Coach Mike Brown even went to Europe to watch him play. You did all this, okay, just to let him ride pine? It doesn't make very much sense. 916-339-1140 is the number if you want to be a part of the conversation on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Let's get out to Willie who wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Willie? You know where you're at. Styles and Watkins, what you got for us? What's up, Styles and Watkins, man? Y'all on it this morning. Look, here's the thing. It's not Sasha's fault, man. It, 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 it's Brown's fault, man. Look, Brown has a has a uh, some kind of commitment to to uh, JB uh, uh, Barnes JTA Barnes yeah. Barnes should be having a terrible game. He can score one point zero rebounds, no fouls, no nothing, and he still starts. He still gets the minutes. And then it's no way in the hell you can't tell me Sasha couldn't have got some of those minutes last night. Barnes is is, is just inconsistent. Mm-hmm. He, he's not the same guy. And then it, and then it's just just like Sakano Anderson. I like him, but here's a guy you gonna cut him and then you gonna bring him back on ten days and then you gonna have him guard the best guy. You know, ch- I saw him put him on. Uh, he was on Rogier. Uh, he was on Rogier last yeah, night. Yeah, I'm saying you gonna cut the guy. And then bring it back on the 10 day, and he's the guy. He's your best defender. I mean, Brown is inconsistent, just like with uh, with uh, 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 Alex Lynn. There's mm-hmm. no way in the world I'm, I'm letting Alex Lynn uh, be the backup. Uh, I mean, uh, be the backup to Sabonis before Javel. I mean, Javel blocks shots. He hustles. He he fouls. If he fouls you, you you gonna have to go to the line because he. You ain't getting no three-point play on JaVale. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, his, 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 his uh, rotations are just inconsistent. They're real inconsistent. And then you go just like, uh, uh, you know, he, he put in those two rookies. You know, he let those two rookies play ball. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But then you got the veterans who play consistent, and they're not even getting on the court, and you're wondering why. Yeah. Why they won't even get on the court? It's just Brown just too inconsistent. I don't know if he – I think he just wake up one day and say, "I'm gonna play this kid." I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say because Javale, he's gonna be my backup, my my first backup to Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, and you know, Alex, Alex, I mean, Javale got a couple of rings. He got, I mean, veteran experience. You know, he's physical. He blocks shots. Lynn, I mean, I don't have a problem with Lynn, but Lynn has been a career backup. He's never really done anything. Yeah. No, I, I hear you, Willie. And look, I thought Alex Lynn played I thought Alex Lynn played well, right? They're just two different guys, and it depends on what you want. I think JaVale can give you more highlights, but he can also give you more low lights. So it just depends on what that flavor is that you want. You know, I do want to touch on something, Chris, yeah. as far as something we've been seeing with Sasha. And here are the, here is the two things. The the difference is we're not talking about the rotation because I've seen people say, hey, if you look at where Sasha plays, there is a log jam. Yeah. You have, whether you are putting him in the Harrison Barnes category or there's the Trey Lyles. Even. Yes, and if you're, if you're putting him with Keegan Murray and then you have, you know, Either way, there is a bit of a logjam mm-hmm. with Chris Duarte or whoever. So there's two separate things. There's the logjam conversation, and then there's the fact that you're not getting in in blowouts. That's not a logjam right. thing. 
Right. That's an opportunity to let somebody get his work in. Yep. Why doesn't Coach Mike Brown even think that he deserves to get his work in? Yeah, I mean, that's where that's where you wonder if there's something behind the scenes going on. I mean, I don't know if it's frustration. I don't know if, it, if it's that Mike Brown is just straight up uncomfortable with Sasha or doesn't feel like he's ready yet for the NBA game. I can't tell you because it, it really doesn't make uh, any sense to me. I, I can't explain it because, yeah, I mean, Sasha – Granted, now I, I just looked at the Kings' numbers uh, since the turn of the year, and they're shooting 40% from three. So it's mm-hmm. not really like they're struggling from beyond the arc or anything like that. Like, they, they, they've been able to to knock down shots, and so maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it's just what Sasha provides as this team is still getting results. They just don't really need. They already have enough shooting out there, and, you know, I think, I think that's really the main thing that you're going to look for Sasha for. Not that you can have too much shooting, but, again, when there's so many things, or I shouldn't say so many things. That makes it sound like it's going bad, but when there's a, a couple things more so on the defensive end of the floor that you feel like that's really where your team needs to improve, you're not going to look at Sasha. That's why JTA is getting minutes is because when you look at this team – the thing that they need is more length, more defense, more energy at all times. And, you know, Sasha might be able to provide some energy, but there's a little bit of the the defensive skill that's lacking in that department where you're just not going to look at him to fix that. No, that's a great point because... But that still doesn't answer your garbage time question. No, the garbage time question, I think, is a separate entity. But there just haven't been very many games. Kings, when they get blown out, they sell games so quickly that... It's not a matter of they're hanging on, but the three ball just wasn't fall, and then they eventually lost. They're not doing anything. anything. And right. then they get down too far, and then they have to shoot threes, and you're shooting threes, and you're a little bit tighter. So even the days where it feels – it's not as if yeah. – they haven't had a straight up – and I don't want to say this because they're about to face the, the Sixers and the Bucks. They haven't had a straight up ice cold day right. where they – and that's be, and partly it's because when they – Start to when they start out cold, they just sell the game, right. which is part of the issue that we've had with them. But an ice cold day to where it's we need we're hanging on, and right. Bead is rolling, Tyrese Maxey's rolling, we're hanging on. We need somebody that let's see if somebody can get hot for us because Kevin can't get hot. Right. Keegan's even cooling off, even though Keegan can't really touch the defense. Sasha, get in there. Let's see if you can ignite us. I think that's the thing. The offensive punch to to ignite the team, right. you haven't really needed because they've been selling games. They haven't even been yeah. in a situation where the offense is there. 916-339-1140. Let's get out to Emmy, who has our Bulgarian intel. <laughs> Emmy, per source, do you have any information for us on Sasha? Sals and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry. Sorry. I'm yeah, I'm out in the Bay Area. That doesn't really matter right now. What <laughs> I know is that she's playing only when either Barnes is traded or either Lyles is injured. Also, to my understanding, Sasha is not on the trade list at all. That's what uh, James Hens said the other day to Bulgarian Direct Radio Media Online. So she won't be even traded. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Interesting. No, thank you for the call, Emmy. We saw that report as well. Didn't really see it take off that much, so I didn't really know mm-hmm. what to do with it. But yeah, if unless Harrison Barnes does get moved, kind of to your logjam conversation, yeah. Harrison Barnes or Trey Lyles, it doesn't seem like he's going to crack the rotation. But even so, yeah. we get a we get a breaking news sounder from Shams right now. Don't do it, Kyle. I see you moving your hand. Don't do it because somebody's going to think something actually happened. We get a sounder right now, and Harrison Barnes is gone. Do we really think that? 
on Friday, all of a sudden, Sasha's going to get time? I actually think so. I Because of how erratic Mike Brown has been. Like, we just... Because yeah. that's the thing about all of it. Even if HB stays, like... How many, like with Davion, there's been no predicting when Davion's going to be in, when Davion's going to be out. Chris Duarte, I mean, you had some indication of when he was going to play and when he wasn't. But for the most part, I mean, with Mike Brown's rotations, especially with these fringe guys, mm-hmm. it's just been wild. I mean, even Sasha himself has gone from, you know, like six, seven-minute stretches to he played 21 minutes in his last appearance against, uh, who was that against? Uh, he played tons of minutes. I can't remember who it was against, but mm-hmm. the last time we saw Sasha, he played, I think, 20 minutes. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if even, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know why I can't think of the logic. The but Pelicans. If he got 21 minutes against the Pelicans. Was. 11 points. It was in a blowout. Yeah, one of five from three, five of nine from the field. Right, to counter our last blowout point. But, yeah. I mean, that was the last time he got in, in a blowout, in a 50-point home blowout, and he played pretty well in that fourth quarter. I, I I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I think Sasha is he, – he's – I mean, it's going to be interesting, especially with the trade deadline stuff. Like, I don't think he's going to – I don't think he gets traded unless the team specifically asks for Sasha. Just because, I, I again, I don't think that many teams did their homework when it comes to the EuroLeague MVP coming over to America. Of course, I'm sure they heard about it, but I don't think many teams have done the due diligence of really seeing – the uh, the exact kind of talent that Sasha is, so I'd I'd be shocked if he were in uh, a trade, but I also uh, that's true wouldn't be shocked if if like we said if if he just enters the rotation. Next yeah, week. I, I don't think it's a matter of he's an untouchable. It's a matter of hey, I just don't think it, how much anybody is that adding is really, value. Yeah, is, is like what's the difference attention. between for the 76ers, What's the difference between bringing in Sasha and bringing in Kessler Edwards? I, right, like, you know, it's they're they're both marginal. 10th guy off the or 10th man wrote 10th man in the rotation. And it's worth saying as far as the the EuroLeague MVP situation is concerned, it's worth saying it's a very broad we I think last week we read off some of the other EuroLeague MVPs. Yeah. Luka Doncic won that award at 16. Yes. At 16, okay? Some of the names you'll recognize, some of the names you won't. For example, the front runner for the EuroLeague MVP right now is Fagundo Campazzo. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Love him. He was a rotation guy on Nuggets that really that season mm-hmm. where the Nuggets, the season that the Warriors won the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And actually, it was a year before. I think he actually got time. He got less time in 2022. Yes. He's out of the league. So he's 32 years old. He's 5'11". All right. So just to put in perspective, yeah. EuroLeague MVP does sound great, but it's yeah. – it's just a wide range no. of guys yeah, the hope that can is, win that thing. The it's, hope is that he'll be Bielitsa or Nikola Miritich, exactly. like top level. Exactly. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we want to have a, a really honest conversation with fans, okay, about booing. The Warriors were booed last night, and Clay Thompson said something that didn't make people happy just a couple days ago. Kings fans were booing the Kings. Sure. Where do you fall on the booing conversation and I'll put it to you like this you're not going to want to miss this because Chris and Alan do not feel the same as our producer Kyle you're not going to want to miss this Styles and Watkins Sackdown Sports the NFL's leading rusher plays here the handoff to McCaffrey walks in the end zone handoff to McCaffrey takes it right down to the goal line he does his thing again McCaffrey goes in motion right backwards pass led by Juszczyk a block there hurdles a man 10 
to hear all of Christian McCaffrey's touchdowns on your home for 49ers football. Sattown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midway. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. I'm trying to think of a comparison for the backup quarterback because this is, I mean, we've had, we say Sasha's name. Is it just the allure of somebody coming from overseas that you don't know about? Yeah. That it was really the biggest It was the biggest name this offseason, right, this sure. offseason? Because you say... The, again, it's also Kings are five of six. It's it's the past European connection here, where it's yeah. like people see Sasha and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this can be our Peja. Mm-hmm. This can be our our Hito. Yeah, this can be our you know whatever." And it's like, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes Could not be. everything works out perfectly like that. But it yeah. reminds me of how every year when the Niners sign like either Richard Sherman or Jason Verrett, and they're like, "This will solve all of our cornerback issues." Yeah. It's like it's it's the name that you're falling in love with more than the. But result. that's he's not even a name though no i mean if you watch the style of play i mean that's what got fans excited in the first place was sasha was somebody who you look at how he played in europe and then you look at how the kings played last year it was so plug and play so easy to see you didn't even have to squint to see the fit it was have sasha literally do what keegan did last year run off screens only take threes and and see results. I mean, it was really that simple. And I think uh, a lot of people, just myself included, Brendan was probably bigger than than anybody else in the building here on Sasha. It was the fact that it just it seemed to make a lot of sense. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration stemmed from. Is we spent a lot of our summer fantasizing about how easy the fit was going to be, and since the start of the season, it's been anything but easy for Sasha to get like consistent role. Well, we don't know if there is a fit or not because he's not getting any playing time. Yeah. That's that's the current situation from the 530. Have you heard of the Kings Malik Monk expected to chase money in free agency yeah. news? I just looked into it and I in my opinion saying chase money, the quote of chase money is a little bit disingenuous Mm -hmm. i don't know when i hear chase money that to me sounds like look first and foremost i don't care about situation i don't really care about any of that who is paying me the most that's who i'm gonna have the most interest in that's not really what the report was saying the report is more saying the kings can offer malik up to this dollar point at this point i'm not sure that's gonna be enough i expect him to chase money which i think just means Look, Malik's going to at least look for he's not going to take a discount is what mm-hmm. that's saying. Is that taking what would that be? Something near if you're 4 years 80 mil, it's pretty much what 20 a year. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be able to get 25, 26 and a starting role somewhere and that's going to make a lot more sense for him and yeah. he's going to take that instead of oh, but don't don't you like it here? Your friends here like yeah. We've we've had fun, haven't we? Like, what about the right. beam? What's I thought you loved the beam. If it's twenty, yeah. if somebody else is, it's whatever the market says, yeah. right? If the and he's the youngest, most exciting guard out there, so yeah. he's probably going to get some attention. It's not as black and white as just take a pay cut 
to stay in Sacramento. It's take a 30% pay cut to stay in Sacramento and potentially. Pot- potentially right. a reduced role, too. Because, right. mm-hmm. again, Mike Brown does not seem like he's changing his tune on Malik coming off the bench. And uh, something tells me if you're going to sign a dude to 20, I mean, at that point, if you're beating the Kings offer 25 plus million dollars, you're probably going to start that guy. How often is it reported? Within a team, let's say, very similar to a Malik Monk situation, to where it's breaking news, X player signs extension, and it's a bench player, is expected to enter the starting lineup. So let's say we're in the summer here, mm-hmm. and it would be something like that. Due to this pay re- or due to this extension, right. it is expected that this player will move from the bench to the starting lineup. Didn't we go through that a little bit with Tyler Hero? And then it went backwards because he sure. got injured because he got the the same extension that the Jordan Pools mm-hmm. and the and the Anthony Simons got and it was okay he's going to be a starter and then you know how Spolstra is and and Tyler Hero can't stay on the court but it would it be something like that Shams breaks it or Woj breaks it and says Malik Monk has agreed to this extension with the Kings at this price point it is assumed that he will now be a part of the starting lineup. I would assume that if that were to be reported, it probably wouldn't be so much attached directly with the number Mm -hmm. and more so um, this extension comes with the understanding that Malik Monk will enter the starting lineup who has been a big part of the Kings bench rotation or something. But it won't be directly since he's getting paid $20 million. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't think it'll be that black and white because – you know, sometimes you can have like Harrison Barnes as somebody who's making seventeen million dollars a year, and you might say, eh, like, we we're okay with that number coming mm-hmm. off the bench. So I I think it would be more of a hey, as part of this new agreement that we're having, part of that agreement is him him joining the starting lineup. So it's really just semantic. Yeah, but it matters. It does. It no, matters. it definitely matters. From Kentucky, yeah, getting it, yeah, you get those player intros, you do with you the know, fire, on, the pyrotechnics, the fire. team of the year, nine one six three three nine eleven forty. All guessing callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one stop Honda shop. Let's get out to David, who wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, David? You're on Sals and Watkins. What you got for us? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Of course, so of just course. A, just real quick, two things. I definitely think that Sasha deserves playing time, mm-hmm. but. Aside from that, I don't know if you guys talked about it today, but he's been mentioned in some sort of trade piece, trade talks, and stuff like that, which I find super jacked up because we're the ones that tried to convince him to come here and move his entire life and family to get here in the first place. Mm-hmm. So to just ship him off after not even one season with us, after we're the ones that coerced him to do it, I think would be just morally, like ethically, kind of messed up. Not not the business side of it. Right. Let me know what you think. No, for sure. Yeah, I thanks mean, for the call, David. Yeah. Have this man move quite literally yeah. across the globe and then sit him mm-hmm. and then trade him. You're not wrong, David. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that's not a great look. Right. Because, you know, if you've been recruited for anything, for a job, for if you played a sport after high school, for anything – they sell you on a lot. Hey, you are going to be a part of this community. We see this. We see that. So for them to then do, like we said, you know, Coach Mike Brown out there in Europe watching him play. Right. We, are, we invested in you. So for that investment to change so quickly, I think, I don't know if it would be a bad look. Ultimately, business is business, but it wouldn't be a good look. Right. Right. To, to David's point, well, he understands the business side of it. Think about all the bad PR this could cause, though. I mean, Sasha was a, a EuroLeague MVP that the mm-hmm. Kings plucked and promised. 
we're going to give this guy a role, okay? You're not just going to leave Europe and yeah. and and ride the pine, which is what he's doing. Where They said, we're going to pay you, I think he's getting $7 million a year, which is like triple what he was getting in Europe. It was, I mean, like they're, they're really possibly running the risk of this getting to other potential European stars that the Kings might, who knows, not next year, but maybe four, five, maybe even 10, down, 10 years down the line in a completely different uh, you know, management and everything. Monty McNair could be long gone, but this could have long-term effects. Like if, if, it, if, you know, Sasha has enough power overseas, that dude's been around, uh, especially the European circuit. They did playing me with, dirty. If, yeah. If that gets out, like, and the Kings try and similarly recruit somebody over from overseas and say, Hey, like we, we want you to be a part of our rotation. That player can look at them and say, you know, frankly, I saw what you guys did to my boy, Sasha. And, I don't want to hear any of the lies you guys are telling me because how am I supposed to believe that guy was a EuroLeague MVP and y'all sat him on the bench like it was nothing. So it is, uh, it's worrisome. I mean, the Kings really, Mike Brown for sure isn't thinking about those kind of things, but it is something where if you're Monty McNair, that's something you got to think about where if you're not using this asset, I mean, yeah, you should probably use it for something to get an asset that, that you're actually going to use or try and make good on Sasha because, yeah, this could have further damage on your negotiations. By the way, Alexander Vizenko. Yes, yes, yes. Most commonly known as Sasha. Yes. That is his actual first name. There you go. The more you know. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we will have a conversation about booing in sports. Is it okay? Is it not okay? Do you care? We also will have Brandon Gustafson at 115 to talk Seahawks and moving forward from Pete Carroll, if they're actually moving forward from Pete Carroll. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.